We're going to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. As you're turning there, I want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness with your giving, with your tithes and your offering every week. You make it possible for us not only do ministry right here on Sunday morning, but literally throughout the week and around the world as we support many missionaries and people around the world that's sharing the gospel in foreign lands today. So thank you so much for giving. And if you'd like to be a part of what God is doing through our giving, our ushers will be at the door as you leave today. You can fill out an envelope and drop it in as you leave, or you can go online. You can text the number on the screen. Uh, You can go on your app. However you give today, I just want you to know I'm so thankful uh, for you being obedient and you giving uh, to the house of the Lord and the ministry that he wants to do here with us. Thank you so much. First Corinthians chapter two this morning, <clears throat> I'll be beginning in verse seven. This is week three of a series called March Winds. It's a series that is about the Holy Spirit. And today, although we're in, this is week three, this week and next week is like one big message. So this is Uh, This is the third week, but it's going to be a two-part in itself because there's just so much information. And these first two weeks, uh, probably you've heard most of this stuff before, uh, and it may not have been uh, full of revelation for you, but today uh, and next week is going to be a little deeper. So I'm I'm going to be teaching today and probably teaching also next week. Uh, So I want you to get your notebook ready, your pen, and I want you to follow me through this because we're going to wrap all these. All these things are going to come together uh, today and next week. So be following me along with these things. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 7 said, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory. This is interesting alone because we speak hidden wisdom (coughs) for our glory. It's interesting because the Bible is always talking about God's glory. But it says that this thing is for our glory. Here there is something it is saying for our glory that it causes us to advance. It's something that moves us forward. This thing that that we're talking about, it causes our homes to advance. It causes us to step into our next. And it says that this thing that is for our glory, but it also says it gives the importance of and speaks about the importance of speaking this So we can see it. Follow me. Verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For they had known. For had they known. They would would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In other words they're saying. If they would have known the power that was going to be released after he died. They probably would have never crucified him. But it says. But as it is written in verse 9. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So it's saying that God has a wisdom. It's talking that it must be spoken. And right here it's saying that it cannot be learned in a traditional way of learning through the eyes or the ears. 
verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. He revealed them. (coughs) Revealed. If something is revealed, it means that it's already been created. It's already there. But somehow, someone just took the cover off so you could see it. He revealed it. So through this, it's not that God is telling us something new. He's just uncovering what he has already created for us. Revealing it. Is it for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is inside of him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? That word's not in there. I'm just adding it. Why? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you this morning. Lord, this may be a little deeper than the norm. Lord, but I pray that right now clarity comes to the body. Lord, you gave me the word clarity a few weeks ago. And I'm believing that this word is going to bring clarity to the hearts and minds of your people about your spirit. Lord, I pray that everything that is trying to fight for our attention, everything that may be pulling at us right now, Lord, we just lay those things down for these next few moments. And we fix our eyes on you. We let our ears be in tune with your voice today. And I pray that this word goes forth into hungry hearts and souls and becomes like fire shut up in our bones this morning. It's in your name. The church said amen. 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 So here we are, week three of March Winds, speaking about the Holy Spirit. And today I want to talk about being filled with the Spirit. What does that mean to be filled with? With the Spirit. It's important to understand that being filled with the Spirit, you can feel the Spirit or you can be filled with the Spirit. You can feel the Spirit without being filled with the Spirit. Whenever whenever you come to the Lord and you feel conviction and you feel and you feel like He's calling to you, you are feeling that Spirit, you are feeling the Holy Spirit speak to you. He's, he's convicting. But whenever you are filled with the Spirit, it's important to understand that it is a subsequent event to salvation. It happens after you are saved. This is a good thing. This is a deepening of your relationship. This is a furthering of your relationship with the Lord. So God is now on earth by the person that we call the Holy Spirit, as we've talked about in weeks before. And here we are in a modern culture today where there's a lot of preachers, there's a lot of teachers, evangelists, uh, authors that are writing, and they talk about the Father all of the time. 
And there's nothing wrong with talking about the Father God. We should be talking and singing about the Father God. And then there are some that are continuously talking about Jesus. And there's nothing wrong. We should be talking uh, and worshiping Jesus. But the Father's plan was to send the Son, Jesus, to be a sacrifice to cover the sin so that the Holy Spirit could come to earth and dwell. Because how many uh, are in this house this morning and you know that sin and the Spirit cannot dwell together? They will not dwell in the same temple. And we know that we are singular uh, temples. We, we, each one of us, you are a temple. If you've been saved, you are a temple and the Spirit wants to live inside of you. And we know that we as a corporate body, when we come together, we are like a temple filled with the Spirit. See, this is why you need friends that are filled with the Spirit. <laughs> I said, this is why you need friends that are filled with the Spirit. I'm going to say it again until, until, you say, until you wake up. This is why you need friends that are awake and filled with the Spirit. That's why you need to be in a church that is filled with the Spirit. That's another reason that, that as the Word says, that as we see the day approaching, we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Because if one temple can put a thousand to flight, what happens when all of the Holy Spirit-filled temples get together on a Sunday morning like this and become one big filled Spirit-filled temple? So if we talk, if all we talk about and sing about and preach about uh, is the Father and the Son, which that's not a bad thing, but if, all, but if that's all we do uh, and we never talk about the Holy Spirit, we are leaving out the one that God has sent for us right now on earth. And Jesus said, look, he said, I'm here now, but I'm leaving. And when I leave, I will send a helper. I will send a comforter to you. He will come and he will help you. He will convict you. He will stir up your gifts. He will speak to you throughout the day. He will lead you uh, throughout the day. He will speak. He will breathe upon you. He, th th this is what I am sending. And but, but right now, I am aware that in this generation, that when people... And some of you sitting here today, as soon as you hear the Holy Spirit, so many people start to see and think about a big ball of emotionalism. Can I get an amen? You think about the crazy person. Let's just be honest. But the word does say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. All includes your emotions. You've been emotional all week long. Why not come into the house and worship with some emotion? You don't know how hard it is trying to preach to a bunch of people that have resting worship face. Look like they don't want to be there. But if you know how good God is, and you can recount his goodness in your life, at some point, you should at least crack a smile in the house of the Lord. Amen. You should at least know what some joy is. And it's all right sometimes to worship with everything inside of your entire being, your mind and your body. God has called everything that you have to worship him. And that includes your emotions. 
But there are some people out there that you've watched some outbursts, you've watched some commotions that people have blamed on the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And many have watched as the gifts of the Spirit have been abused. And they have come to the conclusion, well, if that's what it is, if it's all just this emotional freaks, I don't want anything to do with that. But yet there have been people that have, uh, that, that yes, they have abused the gifts of the Spirit. They have, they, they have abused the gifts that God has given us through the Spirit. But let me tell you something. There have been a lot more people that have abused the gift of grace, but they have no problem returning to it. The gift of grace is the most abused gift God created. And we have no problem running back to grace anytime we need it. So if you're like, I've seen it once, there was a little abuse, I'm not going back to it. The word says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. I'm going to break this down. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Hmm. This is interesting. And this is where a lot of people start going, hmm, when it comes to the Holy Spirit. I want you to get this because it's saying there is something that we've got to speak. We see in Scripture that there is power in what you do and do not speak. Proverbs 18, 21 says that death and life are in the power of your tongue this morning. We watch as God set this standard of speaking. Speaking is so important. You've got to speak the word of the Lord. If you don't have some scriptures you can hold on to, I told first service, you need to make you some flashcards this week and start remembering the word of the Lord. Because whatever you are listening to, that's what you have faith in. Faith comes by hearing. And if all you are doing is listening to secular things and news and media, you will have more faith in those things than you do the word. That's why you've got to speak the word so you can hear it because it will build your faith. He is speaking and we watch as God sets this standard in motion throughout the creation story, the words that he spoke, let there be light. And there was light. You read every day and we watch the story. He spoke, then God said, then God said, then God said. Speaking speaking is important to your spiritual walk. The problem is that we are supposed to be speaking the wisdom of God, but often we are speaking from our own knowledge. So how do I speak from the wisdom of God? If it's a mystery. Hmm. This word continues and said, That the word is hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So get this. I'm teaching today. God, before the foundations of the earth, before he created earth, there were things that he went ahead of and laid out for my life. He laid out destiny. He laid out calling. He laid out my purpose. And it was hidden before I ever arrived on earth. And it's all for my glory. 
And it's all to advance me for the greater things. And it's all hinging on speaking. We're putting this together. But as it is written, I hasn't seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who believe in him. What God has for me, it all cannot be learned through my eyes and through my ears. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Let's put this together. So there are things that God has. He laid out before creation of this world. There are things that must be spoken. And it's all tied up in a mystery. And God will reveal it through the Holy Spirit. So, if we put all of this information together, it means that you cannot read a book and find out your destiny. It means that you cannot go to a conference and find out your purpose. It means that a life coach may be able to help you and lead you, but they cannot tell you your destiny. But these things are only revealed by his spirit. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Follow me. Go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. Write it down. 1 John or turn there. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. <clears throat> I'm putting this all together. I'm teaching today. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. The word says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Look at your spouse and say, I told you I know everything. It is written, I know it all. How do I know all things? Because I don't know all things. There's a lot of things I do not know how to do. I don't know how to work on a computer. I'm, I'm just dumb when it comes to it. I can turn it off and on. I can restart it. But I can't work on it. There are things in life I don't know what and how to do. But in other words, listen, when God is dwelling inside of you, when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of you, you have access to knowledge that others without the Holy Spirit do not have access to. You have access to knowledge of all things. And so often when we hear the Holy Spirit, many immediately go to the tongues, but the end result of the Holy Spirit is not so you can speak in tongues. Can I get an amen? But the end result of the Spirit is for you to be empowered, for you to be comforted and equipped, and that the hidden words of God be manifested in your life. Isaiah 46, 9. I'm, 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 I'm going on. Write it down. Remember the former things of God. For I am God, and there's no other. I am God, and there is none like me. <clears throat> Interesting. He says, there's no one else like me. There's no God like me. So that makes this God different. What separates him from every other thing? He answers it the next verse. Declaring the end from the beginning. 
Say it with me. Declaring the end from the beginning. Say it again. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand. My counsel shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure in your life. Get this. God is saying, I am God and there's no other God like me. And here is the thing that makes me different. Here is the thing that makes me the real God. He said, y'all start at the beginning and go to the end. He said, but I'm God and I'm standing at the end declaring the beginning. He said, y'all are over here at the beginning trying to get to the end. Where do I go, Lord? Who am I supposed to marry? Where do I go to school? What do I do about this? When do I need to buy a house? Lord, how many kids do you want me to have? He said, y'all are over here at the beginning. Everybody else is, and you're trying to get to the end. He said, but I'm over here at the end of it, declaring the beginning, declaring the end from the beginning. Why? Because he's alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he's already established those things. And when you look at time and in eternity, God lives in eternity and time is in eternity. So that means what? He is Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the author where it starts and he's the finisher of all things. He is all of that and all in one. God is not past. God is not the future. God is I am. He is everything. So when we pray, we are praying from a from a point of view whenever we are praying we pray knowing our past and we pray knowing where we are right now and we pray because we have no clue of what tomorrow holds but whenever you are praying to God God is looking at your life as a completed picture so God has decided how he wants this thing to end before he before you ever get started so in other words he goes to the end of life and and says what? My counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure in my child's life. The word just said he is standing at the end saying my counsel shall be over his life and I will do my pleasure all throughout his life. He is looking at it. He is saying this is what I have for them. This is what I want for them to do. This is the counsel that shall stand in their life. And then once he has established your end from the beginning, this then he sets us forth in time. Sounds crazy. We're born. And he lets us walk this thing out toward what he's already established for us. That's why we can declare Romans 8.28. Because we know all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. How can we say that? Because God is at the end declaring, my counsel shall stand. I shall have my way in his life. And I, I kept reading this verse, and I've never read it this way before. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed. I'm adding emphasis on that on purpose. To the image of the Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, those he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. 
in whom he justified, he also glorified. I've, I've never read it like this, but I was reading it this week, and all of these are in the past tense. He's already done it. Before your parents ever laid eyes on one another. Don't, don't even think about that. God had your end in plan. God had declared your end from the beginning. So get this, every day with the help of the Spirit, I am slowly becoming what God has already spoken eternity. If I'm being led by the Spirit, he's saying, keep going, son. Turn. No, 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 you, you, you need to go this way. No, 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 don't quit. No, no, you don't need to listen to that. And as I am being led by the Spirit, I am moving toward what he has already prepared for me. Because God sees the entire canvas of your life. And he makes, this is it. This is where it gets a little crazy. And as I told first service, <coughs> this is where a lot of people get off the Holy Ghost train. They're like, that's cool. The word says he takes all of those details, calling, purpose, timing. He takes all of those details and hides it. It's a mystery. And he's not hiding it from you. He's hiding it for you. I told first service, I had candy at my house. It's for me. It's not for my kids. And as soon as they touch it, I scream at my kids. Go ahead and call DFAX. It's okay. I'm like, don't touch it. I don't hide it for them. I hide it from them. But the Lord is not hiding it from you. He's hiding it for you. It's for you to seek after. It's for you to get deeper. Because what if all these things were revealed to you as soon as you said, yes, Lord? You'd be freaked out. You'd be like, I, I, uh, I'm turning back, Lord. It's a mystery. And this is when people start being like, mm, I don't know about this Holy Spirit stuff. The Word says, he who dwells in the secret place. You got to seek after it. You got to get a little bit deeper. God speaks of the kingdom being like a hidden coin. It's a mystery. And this is where the mystery of the spirit comes in. If you go back to today's original text, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says, For one man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is inside of him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Wow. I love this passage because it's so deep. And if you don't sit and break it down, you miss how powerful it really is. The spirit. Do any, does any of you in the room today have that family member that's just all up in everybody's business? No? Are you that person? 
guess what? When it comes to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is that family member. He's inquisitive. He's all up in everybody's business. The Spirit is the inquisitive one. <clears throat> he has literally been inside the mind of God. Think about it. It's hard for us to understand. The Spirit has literally toured through the mind of God, has went into every crevice of his brain. He knows how God feels. He knows his plans. He knows what excites him. He knows what angers him. And now that same Spirit that has been inside of the mind of God, the spirit that knows all things past, present, and future, that spirit that knows everything that God has ordained for you, God has sent that spirit to earth to fill us for such a moment as this. Wow. Amazing. God. So when I'm filled with the Spirit, something happens. <coughs> something begins to stir inside of me. Man, help me out. The same Spirit that has literally been inside of the mind of God is now living on the inside of me. How crazy is it that some people would reject it when you could ha have the mind of God inside of you? See, whenever you are filled with the Spirit, and I receive this prayer language, which I'm going into more next week, the Spirit did not come just for the tongue, but there is something that he is trying to do for us and reveal to us through this prayer language. So when the spirit that knows God like none other, that same spirit that was also in the tomb and got Jesus up, see, he's up in everybody's business, that same spirit has come to fill me. And when he fills me, that means I begin to walk in the spirit. That means I am led by the spirit. That means I can hear in the spirit. That means I can see things in the spirit. That means that I have the fruit of the spirit. That means that I begin to operate in the gifts of the spirit. And one of those is the gift of tongues. And it's often the most debated, the most misunderstood, and the most mysterious. And so often it is the one that so many people, teachers and preachers, they will quickly mention and then turn the page. And it's just the way of humanity that what we don't understand, we criticize. I'm praying <laughs> that at the end of this next week, there is an understanding of what it is. I told first service, I realize where I'm at. I realize I'm in Rome, Georgia. I realize there's a bunch of churches that if I was teaching this right now, I'd be escorted out of the building. I get it. All right? 
But if I had the cure for cancer, would I not come to you and say, I've got something for you? Why is it that we are so afraid of this great gift that God has given us that can give us knowledge? Why is it that we're afraid to talk about it that can literally change your life being baptized in the Spirit? Why is it? Let me tell you why it is. Because you can't control it. <laughs> and there's some people, if I can't control it, I'd rather not even let it in the building. Woo. Woo. I'm getting an email tomorrow morning. I can feel it. I don't know about you, but I receive information all day long. I mean, something can happen across the world and in minutes, I can know about it. I mean, now it's just information overload, 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 overload. I mean, it's, it's around the clock. I, I was telling first service, last night we were watching a, a, a March Madness, one of the games, and it was literally the last 30 seconds, and they were, and they were, they, they, had, they had a timeout, and they were, I mean, it was neck and neck. Was it, I think it was tied. We was tied. And what I do, I roll over on the remote. And it's going ding, 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 channel. I'm like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? And I'm up, I'm pulling off the cushions of the sofa and I'm pulling it out. And I keep going. I could not find it, could not find it. I'm looking at Sarah oh, they just lost. Information so quick. Eva looked at me, she's like, I've never seen you move that quick. Don't touch my candy, kid. Information, information. I don't know about you, but I'm at a place in my life. I need information from heaven. I want to know what heaven thinks about some of these hot topics. Lord, 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 tell me what you think about it. Lord, Lord, I need information from heaven. And this word says that it is a mystery, it is hidden, and it can only come through the Spirit. And there's something about speaking. And next week we're going there. Some of you have been waiting, like, is it this week? Is it this week? Is it this week? I'm telling you, it's next week. Why? Because I keep getting question after question after question from people. What is it? I've heard it. I like everything, but I don't know about this. But, I, but there's something there. What, like, what's this Holy Spirit thing? This wasn't at my church when I grew up. So what is it? I'm just trying to break down some walls for clarity for you. A few weeks ago, if you remember, I heard the Lord say clarity. It's a season of clarity. I'm believing that this word is going to bring some clarity to some people. And whenever it brings clarity to your life, power is coming with it. Wisdom and knowledge from heaven is coming with it for your life. We're not one of those churches that's going to see here. I can't teach you how to do it. I've been in some of those churches that's like, say, ah, ah, babe, 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 babe. Nope, we ain't doing that here. I, ain't, I don't have a feather and tickle your tongue. 
No. If you think that's happening next week, the devil is a liar. This is not a how-to or we're going to go through breakdown syllables. No, 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 no. It's not like that. I'm teaching about it. Why? I want you to have a power from on high in this day. For such a moment as this, for such a moment as this, we need wisdom from above. And the worst is it only comes through the Spirit. Come on, will you stand up with me this morning?